Today on the Kingdom Move podcast, we bring you a series of messages entitled The Bar at Your Word. Through these messages, you get to share in on the true value of the Word of God upon your life. You will also get to learn many insightful things about the Word and the significance that it carries. Now take time to be enlightened by the series of messages titled The Bar. Listen. You feel us up So we can overflow with peppers in mind You say to us, oh Amen. Let's take our seats in the presence of God. Last week we had a great time, right? Yeah. I knew, I know the message wasn't that easy for everybody, but it was necessary. Amen. Last week, um, thank you. I heard some people didn't, they didn't really sleep well over the message. And, uh, you know, but God is good. Amen. They didn't sleep well. And um, I know some uh, a bit that I was calling them a fool. <laughs> they said, why was I calling them a fool? But I was just preaching the message of the Lord. Amen. Bible makes us understand that scripture reproves, right? It corrects. So, and it encourages so uh, scripture the use of scripture is not just one-sided right the goal of it is at the end that you become what god has called you to become sometimes you have to understand that the bible the word of god is like a tool how many of us have been to a workshop before you know a hard probably a metal workshop i did um technical in school i know i don't look it but i did <laughs> i did wood we used to go to, yeah, we had a workshop. I really didn't like it. <laughs> and every time we have to go to a workshop and do anything, I'll make sure I'm the last person to. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> and then we had the metal, the metal students and metal, they also went to that workshop. And I mean, sometimes you could hear the metal is hitting. The tool is hitting the, the metal. It's being formed, and uh, it's not it's not pleasant, but it's necessary. So I pray that your heart is open to whatever God does, so that you become what God has called you to become. Oh, Amen, Amen. So let's pray. Let's pray, Father. Open our hearts and our minds. Lord, speak to us. <clears throat> Give us an ear that is. Help us to hear you. Help us hear you. Lord, help us hear you. Help us hear you. Because God, we need to hear you. We need to hear you. There's a song years ago. I don't know whether that, uh, I, I know most of you. I don't know whether uh, Iman knows the song. We need to hear from you. We need a word from you. If we don't hear from you, what would we do? Longing to wanting want you more each day. Show us your perfect way. There is no other way that we can live. <laughs> right. So you guys are looking and I, I made me look at seem so old, but I'm not that old. 
We need to hear from you. We need a word from you. If we don't hear from you, what would we do? Wanting you more each day. That we can live. Yeah, that's the song. One more time. We need to hear. We need to hear. We need a word from you. If we don't hear from you, what will we do? Wanting you more, wanting you more. Show us your purpose. If we Hallelujah. Tell anybody you need to hear from God. You need to hear from God. You need to hear from God. Shake your neighbor say you need to hear from God. And the reliable source of hearing from God is the word of God. Amen. So when you go inside and the word of God highlights your foolishness, you say, God, give me wisdom. Alright. Yeah. When the word of God shows, don't don't let your pride lead you and say, Me, I'm not a fool. No, the word of God says you're a fool by your actions. So what do you cry for? Wisdom. You cry for wisdom. Now, one of the things you have to understand that life um, is something. A lot of songs and things have been written about what life is. Life is like that. Life is like this. Life, life, life. Tell anybody, let's move on. Let's move on. What I'm about to say to show up in the message. I don't want to jump. Go ahead of myself. Amen. So this month, our theme for the month has been what? Daba. And when we say Daba, we say what? Oh, I can't hear. What, would, what do we say at your word? Shake your neighbor and tell your neighbor at the word of God, at the word of God, at the word of God, at the word of God. One of the things I prefer you guys do eh, is that arrange the chairs rather on the side so they don't go into the darkness. Light has come. Men must stay within the lights. <laughs> I like lights. Right. Uh-huh. So for anybody that comes, they just sit on the side. So we've been looking at the word of God. The beginning of the, of the month um, we did say it loud, right? And we looked at some things, right? Was it say it loud? Oh, no. We had um, Michelle, rather. Michelle came. That's true. And then the following week, we had Victoria, right? Bring us the word. Yeah. The word that till now we, we're still holding on to. The word is very powerful. And then last week, I came to highlight the word as a source of wisdom. And that the world, Bible makes us understand that the world is in darkness. And we said that the darkness over there means um, it could mean, or in our context of the message, it means ignorance. Ignorance about God and the ways of God. And the minute there's ignorance about the ways of God, sin prevails. And as sin prevails, or we, we tend to live foolishly. We don't live in line with God's word. We don't live in line with God, what God has desired for us. And so we looked at that. And for those of us that were not here, you have to get the podcast so that you can listen to the message. And I'll encourage you to do so because it will bless you. Amen. Now, today, I want, to, I want us to look at how we can hear the Word of God. How we can hear the Word of God. 
how we can hear the word of God. So I want us to jump to a parable that Jesus shared. Matthew 13. It's a popular parable. We all know it. Well, unless you have not been in the church for some time. But other than that, everybody knows it. Right? What we call the parable of the sower. The parable of what? You have to preach it. The parable of what? The sower. The parable of the sower. So let's start from the beginning of the chapter. From 1. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. While all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables saying. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. And the birds, some said the birds, the birds came. Tell anybody the birds will come. Oh, shake your hand. Neighbor, the birds are coming. The birds are coming. The birds are coming. The birds will come. And he said, and they ate it up. Verse 5. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have such soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no roots. Other seed fell among tongues, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop. A hundred sixty thirty a hundred sixty or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. Ask your neighbor, do you have an ear? Then you should hear. <laughs> oh, I can hear. Then you should what? Okay, let's move on. We are not through. Verse 10. The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parable? Why? He replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Hmm. Whoever has will be given more. And he will and, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Hey, this is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. And this is a quote from Isaiah. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's hearts has become callous. Hold on. I'm looking for another version. <laughs> the message version. Because when I read that one, it was much easier. It said the people, it said they are blockheads. They stick their fingers in their ears. So they won't have to listen. They screw their eyes shut. So they won't have to look. So they won't have to what? Deal with what? They will have to do what? And let me, and let me what? <laughs> okay. So let's jump to 18. And let's listen to what Jesus said about them. About the parable. This is fairly straight. We all know the scripture. We all know. I just want us to. Just get it from there. Which verse is that verse? Um, listen to what the parable of Soa means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. So the evil one is demons. Okay, so as we go in, I'll just clarify. Now, one, Jesus is saying that, or when you read this this chapter, it is not too, it's not, it's not very nice for um, pastors. Because this parable shows that anytime there's a preaching of the word, one out of four actually go to do what you hear. One out of four, 
only do what you have. Or the world bears fruit in only 25% of the people. So that means if we sit here, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one. So it is not very encouraging for pastors. So that means every time you go to church on Sundays, you are shouting and you see pastors are shouting and screaming and preaching. It means that only 25% are going to do what you say. Come here. Less than half. So some people, it, it begs to, uh, people ask, oh, is preaching the best means of communication? Or is it the best means of communicating for change? <laughs> but this, this chapter, Jesus is not talking, the problem is not about, his focus was not about the preaching. It was about the hearing. It's not about the preaching. It's about what? <laughs> are, are we good? Are you following? Oh, some of you are lost. Are you in the house? Okay, so one out of four. So I want you to ask your, yourself, am I the... <laughs> Last week, I, I, no, yesterday I was saying to me, I said, I know sometimes when you come, a message is so nice, you know, because it's, it's all with the shouting, receive, you scream, and then you break chairs, you know. <laughs> you break chairs, and then, no. Uh, I'd rather have you in correct so I can speak some <laughs> wisdom into your head. So it's not, it's not very appealing, but... I believe this is a good way. It's, it's, you see, when you are sober, you can receive. Oh, when you are sober, you can what? Sometimes over hyping, hyping doesn't give you anything. You won't get anything. All you do is you're just excited, you're hyped, but you're not receiving anything. Now, like I said, this before we even start, Jesus has said that only 25% of you will go and do what I'm about to say. Ish. So it means that from the first beginning, and that's what I want you to understand. I want you to get something. Anytime you are sitting under a word or you're receiving a word, you have to put yourself in a place of being that that 25% that is going to do the word. So your responsibility is not so much to the one who is preaching, but it's to you hearing, right? So you have to hear in such a way that when you move, you are going to be the one going to do it. That's the way you should look at it. You have to hear in such a way that when you move from here, it will bear fruit in your life, right? Oh, are you in the house? Yeah, and I'll show you how you can hear. Hmm. It's not easy. Now, Jesus says that anytime the word of the kingdom is coming, four hearts are always available. So as we have here, we have those four hearts. One, it says the first one is the one that, um, it said, it said, so I went to sow. So, like, so now I'm a sower. I'm sowing, right? Now, this scripture usually, sometimes scripture, uh, preachers use it to talk about um, uh, money. But in context, it's actually not talking about money. It's talking about hearts. That receive the word. Are you with me? Talk about how that receive the word. Because if the word of God is going to be beneficial to you, it is it, it, it has to do with your heart that receives it. You see, the word of God has no problem with it. The problem is the heart that receives it. Ish. How many of us have been? We've been in a lot of churches, we've been programmed, but we know that your life is not changing. You've been in a lot of oil to deliver, receive and what crusades and conventions, but your life is not changing. And then you wonder, is it working? Is the man of God lying? <laughs> Like I said, I was in church for five years. I mean, every year I used to hear, next year by this time. Next year by this Next year by this time. I was sitting in front, next year by this time. The next year was never coming. So I, I started asking myself, is God a liar? Then I realized that no, God cannot lie. Scripture says God cannot lie. So then the problem is who? Me. And guess what? When I own up that the problem was me, I changed. And next year by that time, my life had changed. Oh, amen. Yeah, by the following year, because by the following year, I wasn't sitting there again. <laughs> uh, somebody didn't get me. I wasn't sitting because by the next year, the following year, I was out doing what the word was saying. 
I was out doing what the word was saying. So my life had changed. At least I wasn't sitting there to hear it again. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the next year. Hallelujah. So, anyway. So, I'm sowing a seed. And it says the first seed, which you have to examine, it talks about this, the, this, this, the seed fell on the wayside. The wayside is talking about the pathway that people use. Right? Now, it's a place that has been used consistently. And we all know those waysides. You, you look at a field where people pass and you see that the, the, the plants can't go over there anymore. The place gets hardened up because of overuse of the place. Now, and it's talking about the heart. Now, this one is talking about those who are constantly used to sinning. <laughs> constantly used to sinning. You are constantly used to something that you do over and over and over and again. And then what it does is that because you do it over and over again, your heart is hardened to the seed of the word. Now, it doesn't matter how anointed the word is and how true it is. It will never go down. Hmm. And that 25% is here. Ask your neighbor, neighbor. <laughs> are you part of that 25%? Constant use. You see, you watch it. If you are used to lying and lying and lying and lying and lying, even when you come to church and the pastor talks about, how do you call it, lying, you, you laugh over it. Why? Because, see, lying is so, you are so used to it, it's not far from you. That you don't see what is the big fuzz about lying. So that word will never be able to sink into the heart of yours to deal with the lying. That's why there are a number of people who are in the church. I don't, when you talk about fornication, they, it's, 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 there's no fuzz. Is that fuzz about it. You're fuzzing too much. Why do you always talk about it? It's a, you're fuzzing over it. Why? Because it's a pathway they've used. They've treaded for so long that their hearts are not dead. Hey, are you in the house? Ask your neighbor, are you part of that 25%? One of the things you have to do right now, you write it down. I have to examine my, what Bible calls it, uh, calls it um, what does Hebrew say? The sins that, besetting sin, that's the word he uses. Beset, it means that the sins or the weaknesses that are very close to you, that you are used to, that you laugh over. Besetting sins, write them down. I need to go and, and, and go and, I need to examine and look. Hmm, look, this what we examine. What I'm talking about, it has to do with uh, how do you call it? Your approach to every time you hear God's word. Some are so used to laziness or not doing anything. Some are used to procrastination so much that no matter the word you give, they will laugh over it and then they'll go back to what they are used to. So it doesn't matter who preaches the word, the anointing the person comes with, it wouldn't bear fruit. 25% of that. Now, the next heart that we need to examine. So I don't know, those of you that know, I mean, this one, only you is personal. Nobody can, I, I'm not going to give, give you a prophetic word that it is you. You know yourself. That's one. Number two, then he went on and talked about the ones that are stony hearts. Now, it says the stony hearts, it's interesting. When you say stony Stony places, you don't expect to have growth. But it says even at that place, there is some level of growth because they have soil on the ground. It means that when it comes to the seed, the seed just wants a bit of a comfortable place, a soil for it to grow. 
even though there are the stony places there. And then he goes on and says that it started germinating. It started growing. Then, this is what exposed the problem with our heart. I think that's one, the one that he says, he received the word with joy. Right? Received with joy. Come for me. Yeah, it's a great word. Excited and happy. Powerful. How was church? Powerful. How was church? The pastor preached. How was, I mean, they, 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 they received it. It was, it was deep. They received it. But because they lacked the ground, the, the, the soil, this is what he says. He says that the sun, the sun showed up. Now, the sun is talking about natural things that happen. Okay, the first one, before I, I, I think I missed it. The first one, remember, he talked about the fact that the birds came. Let me round up. The birds talked about demonic activities. Now, demons were, birds were able to get the seed simply because it didn't have, um, it's too hard for the seed to go to the ground. The only way demons are able to have access to your word is when it hasn't sunk into your heart. You see, it means that even as you are hearing the word right now, if the word is able to enter into your heart, nothing can steal it from here. But if, it's not, if, if your heart is not open, just from here, nah, demons will take it from you. The birds, like I said earlier, birds are always going to be there. Demons' activities. God hasn't stopped demons' activities. Demonic activities are always there. As some of our Bible living says that when the sons of God came before God, the Bible said the devil was there. The devil cannot come. No, no. Sometimes he crosses his leg and wait for you. Just listen, receive the word, and just come to take it. Sometimes you see a young guy. I've had situation stories where young people come to church Great environment, the man of God is preaching, and this is where they'll come and pick girls and go and do things with the girls. No, because their heart is too hardened. They can't hear. You can look, you can bring them if their heart is not worthy, it doesn't matter the word. Have you guys ever ever, ever thought about people that come to church and it don't seem to be changing by the way? It's the heart, it's not the word. Sometimes you say, Let's go and hear my pastor. My pastor is a great preacher, and the person can still the same. It is not the word. The man of God could roll on the ground and say, it's a, is the heart. So I realized that over time, one of the activities, and I'll show you later, one of the activities of, of the devil is to work on your heart. That's why Jesus said, guard it. Because it doesn't matter when your heart reaches a particular level, there's nothing God's work can do. I'll show you in the Bible. Hey, I'm not going to in the house. So the birds are coming. Shake your nose. The birds are coming. The birds are coming. Shake your nose. The birds are coming. The birds, they are coming. I said, the birds, they are coming. Demons, they are coming. And they are looking for words, idle messages. The truth that is just idling around. Then we came towards the, the stony. Yeah. Then the sun. The sun is a natural. I mean, the sun appears in a particular season of the day, right? Particular time of the day. Now, it talks about the activity of the seasons of life. Or the seasons of life. And life will bring you hard times. Life will do what? Yomi Bakan. Life will do what? It doesn't matter whatever you do. Hard times will come. Hard times, it will come. There are times that I encounter some days I say, God, upon all this anointing, <laughs> I'm sure God sits up and says, <laughs> Oh, you don't know. <laughs> you know what's going on. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. Hard times will come. I've seen great anointed men marry witches. Hard times will come. I've seen anointed women marry some strange men. Hard times will come. I've seen, look, People who, are, who love the Lord, they are together, but no children are coming. They've done nothing wrong. Hard times will come. Sometimes you hear the word of God, that gives an impression that some people, when you follow God, you obey God, you'll be exempted from challenges. It's not true. 
It's not true. Hard times will come. The sun will show up scorching. The question is not that the sun is showing up because the sun is beneficial to uh, the, the growth of a plant. The problem is that it did not have enough soil. So the heat was too much for it. If you are not building your heart to be able to be able to take the word of God, look, it doesn't matter as you grow, one of these days you start giving up on the Lord. One of these days, like I've said, I mean, I, how many of us have parents who said, do you know how much we used to serve God when we were young? Yeah. Yeah. Until hard time came. All of a sudden, your father stopped going to church. Hard time came. Your mother stopped trusting the Lord. Hard time came. Then very soon they said, God is not faithful. They could not stand the test of life. Young people, hard times are coming. Look, you can finish school after seven God and not get a job. I knew a friend who finished school two, three years without a job. Every day, the parents are asking, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? You can go and put your money in good investment and it will go. Ah. Number one, can you? <laughs> what are you going to do? Look at how many people I hear that lost money. Yesterday, I had, I had one, one guy. What did, he, what did he do? The father died or the mother died. They gave them a property in, in um, Tema. Sold the property, 600,000 Ghana cities. And then his own money, 300,000 Ghana cities. And just went to give it to number one. Ah, 900,000. He only got the return once he got it once and when he got it he, i mean he believed that things are going to so he took his wife to dubai to just chill the money inside they were in dubai and they had the trouble at home hard times are coming what do you do you hang yourself you realize you're looking for a rope to hang yourself <laughs> when i heard i said jesus this if you don't have depth you kill yourself you can marry your your high school sweetheart the term american use High school tweet, whatever it is, and you are enjoying yourself, all of a sudden they'll change. What are you going to do? Are you going to leave home and go? Hard times will come. Write it somewhere. Write it somewhere. Hard times, they are coming. This one is so that I'm prophesying evil. It is the way life is structured. Hard times will come. This is the reason why when you are here and you are hearing, you make sure that you hear well so that your heart will be structured well because hard times are coming. Amen. And then the third one, ah, he moved on. A hard time moved on, doing what he's supposed to do. And then Bible talks about the fact that that heart when wealth came in. Ah, hard times has a way of making people change their mind about God. But wealth does more than what hard times do. All of us here believe that when we have more money, we will serve God. Do you know that? Do you know? Do you know that? Do you know the person? The person you lie to the most is yourself. The person you lie to the most is yourself. Don't this one? Don't deceive yourself in this truth. <laughs> the person you lie to the most is yourself. You see. When you were going around the girl's place, you knew you like you're going to do this. I said, oh, no, this one is nothing. I'm just going to check up. I'm just going to check up on there. I just care about her. You're lying to yourself. By the time you realize, light comes so your hands are holding breath. Oh, I thought I was holding. Hey. Hey. It says, I thought I was holding your hand. Is the hand that soft? Is the hand that soft? Uh, I'm telling you. You didn't see the person we lie to the most is ourselves. I've told you one quote that uh, said, said, look, behind every, every failure is a lie we believe. The reason why we keep failing over saying this is just a lie you have believed. And the lie you tell yourself the most. I'm fine. I'm okay. I can handle it. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with girls. I don't have a problem. It's just girls that do that. I don't have a problem with girls. I can handle girls. I'm strong. I cannot. No. It's a, yeah. It's a lie. And one of the greatest lies we all tell ourselves is that when we have in abundance, we serve Jesus. Do you know what Paul said? Paul said, all those that would desire to be rich will pierce themselves. 
That's what it says. Pierce themselves. <laughs> when you read the Bible, someone that sees the Bible doesn't want you to be rich. No, the Bible wants to be true to you. That wealth is not an easy thing to manage. Because the minute you become wealthy, wealth opens you to opportunities that push you from every direction. You don't have a car, so when you say you're not going, you're not going, you're stuck in one place. But you know what it looks like to have a car? It means that you could be at many places at a time. Yeah. Your reason why you are here is because you don't have a car. The reason some of you are here is because you have money. That's the reason why. Have more money and then we shall see. Yeah. When you can take an Uber anytime, go anywhere, anytime. Then you see what is truly in your heart. And here's one thing we don't know. Listen, there are a lot of things we have desired, but we never know them. They are buried deep inside of us. When wealth comes, then those desires all of a sudden start coming. How many of you have had money that you've gone to a shopping mall before? I'm not talking about where you don't have money. All you have is one. No. I'm talking about where you have money to spare on you and you have entered into a shop. Then all of a sudden you realize that, oh, I needed a shoe. I needed this. Oh, I needed this. Oh, I needed it. But first you did not know you needed them. Why? Because you have been disciplined by luck. <laughs> oh, are you in the house? Yeah. When wealth comes in, the Bible said it chokes the word of God. That's why the Bible said that, look, if God does not help, no rich man can make it to the kingdom. That's what the Bible says. He said, if God does not, if not God, if God is not, if it's not God that is making people enter, no wealthy person can enter. That's what it says. No wealthy person can enter. Why? Because they will be pulled too much to two different places that they cannot make God their focus. And here's one thing you have to understand. In the kingdom and the things of God, God, one thing that God does, God calls us to a single focus. And this is what wealth cannot give to you. Wealth will never allow you to be single, singly focused. Wealth will not allow you to be singly focused. But in the kingdom, God calls you to a single focus of him. Ah, I'm going to tell you something in the house. It says the third has wealth and abundance. Chokes the word out of them. Wealth and abundance. Ah, I've seen some people. I mean, the other, the other, the other. The other thing we can also place wealth is opportunities. Opportunities come and then they lose, they lose focus. It chokes the word of God. I, I, I've seen a lot of people that are not, they, they've never been able to prioritize God's kingdom above anything. And they've not told themselves before. Before, you know, Nino put it, he said, he said, determine that you will not eat before it is provided. And he's talking about the Hebrew boys. He said, they make up their mind that it, we will not eat. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They made that determination that we will not eat before it was given. Oh, are you with me? Aha. Uh-huh. You have to make up a mind that look, and that's, that's the preparation of your heart. That it doesn't matter what I have in abundance, the kingdom and God's will will always be a priority. I will not be found, I, I will not tell myself, oh, maybe, oh, if I have opportunity, or maybe if I have time. You know some of these things that we tell ourselves, anytime I ask, ask so okay, when I have time, okay, when I, it means that the minute opportunities increases, you will be lost. You will lose your way. It doesn't matter. I don't care who you are. What is your, your name? You will lose your way. Hallelujah. Then it talks about then the last the last heart, right? Yeah. The one that is is a desire and the hope of every man of God. Ah. Oh, are you in the house? Oh, are you in the house? Let's look at something. Let's go back to the to the to the which verse is that? Verse twenty three. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. <laughs> mm. He said, the one who hears the word, and that's what. So that means the key to the word bearing fruit in your life is understanding. Ah, it's what? I can't, it's what? It's understanding. It means that you have a heart, you, are, you need to have a heart that is open to understanding. But here's the thing. Here's also the trick you, you have to understand. Amen. <laughs> you see, the principles of God or the precepts of God are like pillars in a house. 
standing with each other. They're not against each other, but standing with. Principle explains another principle. Another principle explains that. It's like, I'm sure in um, science, you know, when you understand a particular foundational principle, it's easy for you to get another principle, right? So if you are somebody who spends your time in even just running your mind or your heart through the things of God, you are in a way preparing your heart to understand anytime you are before God. Are you with me? Aha. Uh -huh. You see, the reason a lot of you don't understand is because you don't spend time exposing your heart to the word of God. So when you come, a great word will come, but understanding for you is very far. Now, the minute you don't understand, application is very difficult for you. Now, we think that because, okay, as a man of God preaches it and all that, and in a way, it looks as if I hear and I hear what he's saying. I kind of understand what he says. I can apply it. How many of you remember you've been in school where they'll come and write the thing, you know, the teacher while he's talking, I'm like, yeah, 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 I, 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 I kind of get that, I get that, you know. I, 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 get, I get that. And then they'll go and give you homework and all of a sudden it's like, you're wondering whether you were in a class. Where's the difference? It's because you've not had long practice with the principle. You've not had long practice with the principle. So application is very difficult for you. This is the reason why most of you don't have a heart that is able to receive the word that saves you. Because you've not had long practice with God's word. What I mean, practice God's way. When you get up in the morning, sometimes all you have to do is just let a message pre, how do you call it? Play. Let it play. You sit in the car. Let it play. What the, let it play. Let the message play. We want, we want excuses. We want. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you've been blessed. We encourage you to share with your friends, colleagues, spouses and others so that they may also be impacted with the knowledge you have acquired. We are Christ for Youth International on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at ConnectCYI. Our Instagram page is at ConnectCYI. You can also visit our webpage on www.connectcyi.org. For counseling and interactions with Pastor Roderick J. Coombe, you can visit his webpage on reach at ConnectCYI.org. Stay blessed. We want, 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 we